Hello. Hello. Can you hear the rain? No, I wish I could. I can see the rain. <laughs> it is a lot of rain. Beautiful Mother Nature outside. So damn sweet. Bless you. Madre de Tierra, which is Mother Earth. And you know, might be wrong. Is that Spanish <laughs> or Yeah, well Tierra means Earth. Madre is mother in Spanish. That's close. I'm sure that it's close enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so how are you doing? But yes. Uh <laughs> what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm staying comfortable with my brother Damon Whoa. and our listeners. And with the new mic upgrade. Yes, I hope you can tell it. Requested. I hope so. I know so. I feel it. Well, just listen to the rain for a second. Oh shit. That's audible. Good job, buddy. Anyway, that that's the rain. Uh you might still be able to hear it because <laughs> it's getting louder. Anyway, Kyle. Wanna take us uh take us away? Yes, I will take us away. On a spectacular journey through time and space. No, really. Um this is this episode. We're on episode eight now. Thank you everybody for listening. Yes. Today we are going to be focusing on optimism. Dreams, beliefs, self-doubt, all of those things that flow out when we are faced with being positive during dark times. And what else is there really to say? I mean, we have, we'll have our sponsors coming up quite soon. Yes. But Damon, do you want to speak about some of our opening statements? Uh, yes. I can also hear the rain in your, in your house. Uh, but I would like to talk about the opening statement on non-political podcasting. Um, now we are a podcast that likes to explore big ideas and we get very philosophical and we get very personal. That being said, uh, we're not a political podcast, uh, but we believe in discussion and lifelong learning. And that's officially where we stand is that no one knows everything and we must fight to learn as much as we can. Um, we don't believe in preaching. Uh, we're big, big lovers of teaching. So teach those around you. And that's uh, that's basically all of it. Uh, Kyle, you have anything to add? No, to be honest, no. It's just quite simple. Just be, as always, we always talk about compassion mm-hmm. and having a wide range of empathy and forgiveness too. Yes, forgiveness is huge. And and often, once you once you're in the know or you feel like you know a lot about a certain topic you feel like you want to help lift other people up but within doing so you can fall into error and how you approach it so just be kind in short everybody beautifully put uh i'm not sure if you can hear me can you hear me i can hear oh, okay you. sorry the rain is uh, causing some technical difficulties but yes i 100 percent agree with kyle uh the best we can do is be kind to one another learn Teach if you can. Um, but yeah, be kind. We're all human beings. That being said. And now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this podcast is all about optimism, and especially this episode. So, Kyle, should I do, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear a word from our sponsors. 
we're back. Hello. And I hope you enjoyed that sponsorship. Um, I know I enjoyed it. They will be updating as, as frequently as we can, I hope. <laughs> anyway, Kyle. Um, optimism. That's a really big topic. Uh, we're still working on the title, full disclosure. But optimism is the overarching theme. Uh, that being said, I do have a list of questions. Kyle, should I ask you some questions right now? Because I think, I think we can start off with an easy one. And uh, that is why... Sorry, what? <laughs> what do we do to get out of a rut? What to get out of a rut? Kyle, uh, I'm sure you, uh, along with me, and probably every single other person in existence has got gets into a bit of a rut, whether it be in their work life, personal life, you know, love life, professional life, which is also work life, <laughs> family life. You get, the, you get the gist. People, people have moments of, of turmoil and, you know, unsureness in themselves. What do you do specifically to get out of a rut, Kyle? Hmm. In any context you would like. Not... Any context? Any context. Wow. It's... Big thoughts. It's honestly... It. Big, big thoughties. I'll take some big thoughts. I'll take some. Yeah, whenever I find myself in a rut, often, well, even, it, it depends on the era of life. Like, now it's completely different. Lately, I've been, monitor, I monitor how much time I spend absorbing information and, like, online information, social media, all that kind of stuff, because it can be both draining, yet also addicting. So, lately, I've been going out into the sun getting all of that good vitamin D and it's basically a chain reaction from there. I, I start noticing different things by breathing. There's longer pauses in moments. I look to the animals that surround me, whether it's my cat chilling with me outside or the bunnies that live nearby, the raccoons, the, what, what did I realize? What did I see recently? A possum? Like, this is what I mean. You start, once you move, remove, move outside of your own head, and get out of the, the ego cycle, which is great. Ego exists for a reason, but you have to move out of it. You'll find yourself in a new grid, and it won't be simple. It won't be a simple, okay, I'm better now. Sometimes you have to work through the really hard and difficult conversations with yourself. Spite, anger, hate, loathing, all of it. I, I definitely have multiple methods, but that's a recent answer to what I do. You talked about uh, social media, and that is definitely something which can uh, cause you, you know, an overconsumption of information can be great and bad. Uh, anything in excess is probably not that great. All things in moderation. That being said, uh, the internet's a place where virality is a thing. Um, and that virality sometimes, I mean, it puts me in a bit of a rut. Uh, you know, on Instagram, uh, one of my favorite people, Elon Musk, uh, famously talked about Instagram and said he's not on it because of the uh, forced positivity. And, you know, everyone's living their best life, showing their best life, you know, in picture form. Not even really any thoughts shared. It's just, here's me on a, on a yacht. Here's me in my nice clothes. Here's me with my, my significant other. Um, mm. You get the idea. And it's something that he said, uh, and I think this is a direct quote, just makes him sad. Which I can I can get that I understand that uh, I don't post on uh, Instagram or social media a lot on Twitter I'm on Twitter I know you're on Twitter too Kyle we tweet occasionally 
Uh, he's also on Twitter. He being Elon Musk. Oh, is that a <laughs> is that a bird? <laughs> um, uh, that being said, I think definitely uh, distancing yourself from things that cause stress in your life. That could be anything. It doesn't have to be just social media. That is definitely a way I get out of a rut. Also, writing down my thoughts. Um, just to go on like a very specific example, uh, whether it be ranting to a friend or writing down my thoughts, whether it be in a journal or even just you know speaking it aloud in the shower, which I, sounds crazy, but who's ha- who's had a shower argument here? I know I have. Is it just me? Probably just me. Oh my God. Have you? I think so. Wait, based on the, the facial reaction that evoked for me, I, I'm going to start having this these shower arguments. Holy I've had sh- I've had shower arguments. <laughs> they really help. They actually help, and it's a, a conflictless argument because it's you yelling at yourself in the shower. <laughs> it's either that or singing, can, of course. Can we can we ask more questions? Are your are your family are they okay with this? Do they hear it? Oh, uh, they, I usually have a lot of music playing when I'm taking a shower. So if they hear anything, it's Why? music, and then they hear me jamming to the music. Sometimes I sing along. Music's another thing that gets me out of every rut I've ever been in. Music's such a healing tool. It just cuts through right to the soul. There's nothing to think about. It's just you feel it right away. Mm. Maybe that's just me, but that's how I feel it. That's how I feel it, baby. Yeah, music is so damn powerful. And when I refer to other methods in the past, I still use music to this day. Um, especially with the passing of my grandfather, I, I found that my music playing increased dramatically and I just went into that and there's so much more that can be said that doesn't require words or even lyrics. So true. It's, it's beyond us. And think about this too. Uh, circling back to how I've been like studying animals, I feel like animals, the human ego and our arrogance, it causes us a majority of our suffering. We're, we we think in words for so long, for par- paragraphs at a time, while maybe only 30 seconds passed, you might have thought about, had an old whole essay as to why your dreams aren't worth chasing, why self-doubt and all this other crap is burdening you. But imagine, imagine if you didn't think in words and just, just chose to breathe. Wow. Look look at the birds outside. They're, they're, they have their own song. They have their own patterns of language. Focus on that. Be more like the animals and... That, is, that got me through a lot of inner sadness and making the world all about me. It's not. Hmm, that idea of really uh, not. making the world about you or me, you know, being a self-centered idea, a dreaming of the future. Generally, it only pertains to our dreams of our future. I'd say that's all. Well, it's common enough, at least. Um. But that's got me thinking. I, I know we, t- we preach a lot about realism, especially in school. And I'm sure our parents have given us realistic conversations about, okay, well, this is a great dream. You want to be, a, you want to be Batman? Cool. Uh, get a job. Own Wayne Manor. <laughs> you know, uh, don't, don't go fight crime. That's silly. Um, I think we've all had big dreams as kids. And some of us lose the ability to dream big as we get older and bogged down by not only quote-unquote realism, um, but by pessimism as well. Uh, the world can be a dark place, um, and, and it is. That being said, doesn't mean there isn't light at the end of the tunnel. And I don't, I'm not referring to death. <laughs> um, I know you've probably seen the cover art at this point, but the uh, tunnel I'm referring to is the one on our 
on our little uh, cover art. And it is the path to this, uh, this spot of light. We're just, we're walking to that point. We're just dreaming big. We're hitting, I don't know, that northern star. Mm. It doesn't mean you have to ever achieve it or catch it or get to it. But it just means that you have both literally and metaphorically a, a, a bright future ahead of you. Um, and this being said, is is being a dreamer a bad thing? I don't know. Like, what what does what does realism cost, Kyle? Um, when you're young, or even now, like, what what does being realistic cost you? It takes away a lot of things, but it, like everything, like it's everything in existence is a double edged sword. As you said earlier, there is no thing in this universe that works well when it's in excess. And that goes for realism too. Realism allows you to navigate into the world to become, and if you can't, you can't see the air quotes, but I'm sure you can feel them in my words, but of being <laughs> an adult, hope you felt that. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> oh my goodness. But if you, if you commit yourself to the whole idea of adulting as the common phrases these days and all that stuff, you actually are, adulting. In, you're unable to see the adults that are around you. Cause we're all just children in the eyes of the future selves that know far much more than us. And we're always making mistakes. Mm-hmm. But when you dig yourself in to, into that rut, into that says, I have to be responsible. I can't, I can't have fun ever. I must chase my. Oh, Kyle, I think we lost you. Something that's not necessarily my dream, but something that was is stable and financial. Oh, Kyle, I think we you, lost you there. You are burying. I think so. That that's you the first were. time we've ever lost you on the path. Uh, yeah, we you're did? back now. Oh, could you summarize what you were just saying? Oh, geez, powerful and then something. But I mean, I hope maybe they heard okay, it. Good. I just didn't hear it, but. interfering <laughs> who knows it could be the the rain outside causing interference literally dark things are trying to which is very symbolic to be honest about this <laughs> yes. optimism meanwhile the world is uh no not the world literally dark and stormy above us but I, what i said was how mm-hmm. chasing realism like the cost of realism can allow you to lose sight of the dreams that your child self built the ones that brought you to this moment now. And on top of that, even though rains and thunderstorms can bring a certain type of mood, look how happy nature is. Like I haven't seen, when I've been going on walks recently in the sun and it is more green than I've ever seen it ever than I've ever noticed because I am truly trying to see the good that comes from all these rainstorms, how it brings the worms to the surface for the birds. I heard you taking a moment to pause. I think, you know, okay, is being a dreamer bad? To answer that question, Good. I think the answer is easy. It's, it's no. Being a dreamer is not bad. Um, look, uh, way back in the day, you know, I lived in not the greatest circumstances or, com- you know, community, you could say, or city. Um, but my dreams were always supported from a young age. My mother always supported the big thoughts and the big dreams I had, uh, even if I was just a little kid. Um, and that may seem easy or or useless to do uh, you know oh, they're just a kid you know they don't know sticks with you 
the mentality you're given as a child will carry with you for the rest of your life. That being said, doesn't mean you can't alter it or grow or learn. Um, and these are very important concepts. Uh, but as a child, you know, I was, I was taught to dream. I was taught to respect others' dreams and just respect others in general. But being allowed to dream as a child allowed me to dream now. And clearly, I'm a big dreamer. Uh, you know, I want to go into film and a lot of people would say, that's a, that's a big dream. That's really big, unobtainable dream. You know, good luck with that is what they always say. Good luck. Um, I don't believe in luck, per se. Uh, that being said, I believe in good karma. Um, do good and you shall receive good. That being said, put in the work and you shall receive a reward. Mm -hmm. Karma applies to many situations, not just good and bad or, or luck. Um, and thanks to uh, my mother supporting my dreams, today I'm here pursuing them. And I will be pursuing them for as long as I can, as long as I can see, you know, in the future. As far, as far along as I live, I'll be pursuing my dreams. But my message to people that maybe call themselves realists, I don't think there's many people that call themselves pessimists, but it's easy to mislabel pessimism as realism because the world can be such a dark place. Um, but the purpose of this podcast is to just remind people that optimism is not blissful ignorance or stupidity. It's hope. It's love. Um, and we have to have that for ourselves and others and our dreams. Please dream big. Kyle, when you were young, did, did you dream big? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where to go from this point. <laughs> getting emotional over here, Kyle. Getting emotional. I love everybody here. Oh. No. I love you, Damon. Never. I love you, listeners. Love, 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 love. But not naive love. No. But that's that's the tricky thing. When you when you go forward with your dreams or you say it to the world and it's funny because those who either just say good luck but don't really see say their critiques beneath the service or those who openly say them a lot of them mm -hmm. a lot of them are just going with the status quo of giving up on what they dreamed of when they see someone else trying to chase that they're like you know what you can try that but i i know where that ends yes. for you and diamonds are born under pressure and i appreciate all of those forces because like I said, there, there are silver linings and everything. These are the, let's go to video game talk. These are the, the miniature, the mini boss battles that you have to face internally within the arena that is your infinite soul. That's always growing. But at least to answer your question about when I was a kid in my dreams, I quickly yeah. gave up on the idea of being a writer. That, that was my earliest dream in grade three. Like, I want to be a writer. Don't know how, but that's what I want to be. And I quickly discarded that. I enjoyed playing music, but I never thought it was good enough because I'd look around me. I watched <laughs> I like a video, that. actually. <laughs> my good friend, uh, who is known as oh, Big my on Lord. Twitter and Twitch streams. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's a cool, you know, that's, that's why she's here now. <laughs> but she sent me a video of a distant pass of a performance that I did with my class. What? Of performing the Pokemon theme song. I want to be the very best that no one ever was. And I was dressed up as Brock. Had the <laughs> the orange shirt and whatever. I cut out a green shirt and made it like a little vest. And we performed alongside everybody. But 
in no way, and even to this day, I still don't see myself as strong as a guitarist as the people that were there. The person playing beside me, they were doing amazing solos and like going up and down the neck, all this other stuff. So like I'd see all these talented people, not even just like in the art I'd consume, but even in my own class. So hell yes, I definitely doubted my dreams. But at this point now, that all that doubt has <laughs> yeah. evolved. It hasn't dissolved completely. It still exists. If I go back and look at that memory like we're doing now and I'm opening up, it clearly still exists. However, my relationship mm. with it is different. I think that's good. Um, the ability to change, the ability to grow, to it reflect. That's what makes us human. Um, but in terms of, of being a critic to yourself, um, where do you think it, the line is drawn between pessimism and and being a critic or being critiqued? You know, what, what's considered constructive feedback, whether it be in art or otherwise? And what's just plain hurtful Oof. or unhelpful? It's hurtful when you're just taking the time to cut someone down. It all it all stems from intent. And to assume I even know the other person's intent is a dangerous path. Because that's what leads to a broken telephone and... That's a lot of the main problems we experience now today is this broken telephone. But if you if you come with the intent to help, then then it's not just pessimism. There is a critique. You can actually help each other grow together. You the person critiquing grows better in their ability to express their experience. Meanwhile, the person who created the art or moment or even just whatever, a business meeting, whatever you want, because anything can be critiqued, they can grow too. You have to find a balance of lifting each other up. But in the world that we live in today, mm -hmm. where everyone has their own soapbox and yep. platform to speak about and tweet and tweet away, chirp, like all these different birds that we see in our environment, a beautiful mirror. Yes. Uh, and, but there's <laughs> also a bit of anonymity. I believe that's anonymous. how you say anonymity. That word chirps me up. <laughs> Thank you, sweet Damon. Yeah, it's given so many different people sources of power. And it can also tilt and cause you to go into your corner and not speak mm -hmm. up, not be optimistic, not have the decision not to even make this podcast as we're doing now or not to post stuff because, look, my perception of the world is 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 dark. People are going to attack me. I am the victim. But you know what? When it's all said and done and I go to bed, I can take off that that clothing, that robe of victimhood i don't have to be that so why am i going to already assume and put myself in that it's like making yourself into a certain shape and if you believe that you are that shape then um, yeah of course of course well, the, on the topic of uh, if you think about that shape, but i'm going to throw that back to you where do you draw the line i'm not mistaken or misquoting uh it sort of reminds you of if i'm not again not mistaken self-actualization yeah. is that is that the term i want to say that's the term Self-actualization, where you where you see yourself as something or someone, or you it's like you will it into existence. Um, you know, you know, you need a lot of willpower to achieve your dreams or get close. Um, sorry, uh, but I'll answer your question first. What was, could you sorry, rephrase it? <laughs> oh, oh, that's easy. That's easy. It's when I, I was when throwing I, it when back I to crying. you. 
Uh, I'm drawing the line between pessimism and critique. Um, once the tears start dropping, then <laughs> your boy's out. Uh, once the tears start dropping? Um, I think constructive feedback is is educated feedback. It is feedback with a yes and, not a, a but. Uh, not a no but, it's a yes and. So, okay, yes, you're doing this, but and you can do this. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, a no but. I think I already said, I just accidentally said but a second ago. But yeah. a, a no. Avoiding the word but. Just basically just just rejecting someone else's, as I'll quote Tarantino here, I, I reject your hypothesis. Um, maybe he was justified to do it in that situation, but I bring it back to this. Um, and just someone completely rejecting your point of view and saying, this is wrong. You should do this is not constructive. Constructive is saying what they feel is wrong. Yes. Okay. You, you believe this, or this is what you did. And you could do this. And this would lead to this. It's a growth mindset. It's not, no, that is incorrect. It's okay. I see where you're coming from. I guess it is, but how do you, what about this and this? It's, it's always, it's a redirection of perspective. Uh, when it comes to my art, for example, let's put it this way. I'll give an example. Um, in, in just any film, any film I've ever thought about, any, any film idea, it's okay. So there's, it's about a guy who does this. Okay. But what if he didn't do that? Okay, great. What does he do then? Oh, I don't know. The opposite. Mm, what, how does that help me? You know, it's, it's a very vague answer. There's not any depth. Also, it's not growing on the story. It's not altering in any meaningful way. It's just saying this is, this isn't right. Um, that can be powerful too, to look at your own work and say, this isn't right. A little bit of a tangent, but uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of constructive feedback, constructive feedback points to specifically what they disagree with and offers a fix. That's that's better. That's better put. <laughs> better put, indeed. Uh, yes. So it's a, it's a yes. And better put. You can do this. <laughs> or you get my point, uh, Kyle. Dreaming big, dreaming big is hard. You know, being an optimist is hard, especially nowadays. Uh, being an optimist is looked Hi. down upon. You can't be hopeful and optimistic that often, at least not anymore. Um, but I mean, we all have dreams, do we not? Whether we speak of them or not, uh, the fear, the fear of talking about our dreams is is even bigger. They do, uh, especially exist. with the rise of social media. You know, put it any out there on the internet for strangers to see. A lot of people on social media are strangers. They don't know you intimately. But they're quick to judge. Mm -hmm. um, to judge what you see. Mm -hmm. So quick. And it's, it's, it's instinctive. It's almost as if we're trained to judge. And, and part of that, too, is like you can't go through life not having your own assumptions. Our assumptions are what allow us to uh, the assumption that I'll wake up. I'll be able to breathe oxygen. I'm not sure if we lost you there. For sure. But yeah, it's, I, yeah I, think they, tomorrow, I think they understand what you yes, mean. The <laughs> rules of the road will still be in place. It's like it becomes habitual. Right? You make decisions, they become habit. Oh, no. um, we, need, we need these small habits 
and <laughs> assumptions, you know, our bias, our personal bias to go through life uh, smoother and think about the bigger problems, quote unquote, in life, whether that be what am I going to eat for dinner or where, how am I going to get to where I'm going? You already know you got to go there. there there's a lot. Uh, optimism is a big topic, right? But when it gets to the point where a society looks down upon the optimistic, looks down upon the dreamers, I think we're reaching a very dark, dark society. And just because they, uh, going back to social media, just because people are not, you know, sharing their dreams with you, doesn't mean they don't exist. It just means maybe they're scared to share the dream that they have. Um, that's true because in our in our in our little corners we we don't believe that other people have it <laughs> but as something uh naruto has taught me recently i've been i've been watching a lot <laughs> and this 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 tie this ties to getting out of the rut and sometimes it just comes to doing simply nothing and just watching something Watching something that you enjoy to dive into. But Naruto, what he said yesterday in episode 60 or 59 was just the fact that, like, you know what? Yes, the whole battle is like what your destiny is set in stone. Once a failure, you'll always be a failure. And one of Naruto's dream is wanting to be Hokage of his village. But instead, his entire thing is like, no, I believe in myself and I will push entirely past your argument of saying that I can't change or evolve past what I was the skin I was born into. We can always change our fate. So belief mm-hmm. and optimism definitely go hand in hand. But belief can also go you know, speaking of pessimism, it is a value. Uh, the biggest argument of pessimism and realists is that people who are optimistic are blissfully ignorant to the realities of the world. And I mean I uh, I reject this hypothesis. Um, but what is your thought on that? Do you, you know, do you feel being optimistic and only optimistic? I mean, no one can be hundred percent blissful and ignorant. I mean, I put no one in air quotes, I guess, but, um, <laughs> it's our responsibility. And I, I've definitely lived in this trap where, because mm-hmm. I believe so much in, a genuine future where not only my dreams come true, but everyone's able to free themselves from the their chains of self-doubt, I would rush. I would rush to the opportunity to be that person that makes their day better. Like, a very self-sacrificing, but also, in a way, not self-sacrificing, because it's still serving the my ego in that dream. And if you cast that out into the world with no... without balance towards talking about the difficult things and if all your conversations are lighthearted then yeah you know, people will, the, the more it's easier people will see you as naive to change quote unquote change your opinions or thoughts or dreams if you're an optimist because pessimism is everywhere but pessimism is so it's heavy you know it sinks to the bottom it's a rock you know it grounds you quote unquote in reality but if you're optimistic, you're you're willing to let you're more you have a more happy disposition. I don't know, happy is the right word, but um, you're more open to conversation about everything. I I think 
you know, this is my experience. I consider myself an optimism and I'm, I'm optimism. I consider myself an optimist uh, because, you know, though the future may be dark looking, uh, if we look to the past, we could say right now is bliss. But um, this comparison can be done infinitely in any direction. You know, I think it's best not to compare, but to, <laughs> to grow into the yep. future, to hope for the best. And hopefully this hope and dreaming becomes a, well, it manifests itself in the work you do, in the life you live. I think if we're all optimistic, there's a better chance of having a beautiful future, I guess, whatever that looks like to, to the majority of people. Um, an interesting thought, you know, I was watching a conversation between, uh, I, I'm going to bring it back to Elon Musk again for some reason, because, you know, I just love Elon Musk. Um, and then the CEO of Alibaba. <laughs> and they were talking about artificial intelligence. And Elon's obviously very uh, pessimistic about the, I mean, he's optimistic about the effects our artificial intelligence has on technology, but he's worried, right? He's worried about its effects on humans. Um, I can't see the name of the, uh, the CEO of Alibaba is escaping me, but he talked about how, well, once AI, quote, like takes over, I said, quote, unquote, how many times in this podcast, uh, takes over, there'll be less jobs for human beings to do. Less jobs as in, you know, factory work and all these other uh, more quote unquote uh, boring jobs, even though people like these jobs. Uh, and it allows humans to do what they love. And this is a very interesting thought. Eliminating all jobs for humans allows them to just be human and do what they love. That's a crazy thought, isn't it? Isn't that such a, a blissfully ignorant view of the future? I don't think so, actually. I think that's a powerful way to think. What if everyone could just do yeah. what they love? Because it, it just imagine. imagine, imagine all the people <sighs> like this. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh-huh. I was hoping you'd make that it's reference. Only one of my favorite songs. But that's that takes a that's a balanced approach to the whole AI conversation because there's always going to be some sort of problem or potentially something that we could cast judgment towards mm-hmm. as a society on a whole or not even not on a whole but massive groups of us and we've me and you have seen enough science fiction and to know like to see the multiple narratives that surround AI and we're moving towards mm-hmm. a present and slash yeah. we are in that present. Where computers and technology have such we are a in the matrix in our workforce. We're there. We are there. We will break the matrix, of course. Yeah, that's my dream. I watched the year of the matrix was last year. Did they uh, break the matrix? anniversary that it released? Yeah, in the film or? It's been a while since I've seen it. Don't they I use mean, the matrix? They don't break it, if I'm not mistaken. They used it in order to, to free free people. Like they enter back into it to to wake up different minds, so they can come into the real world, which has already been taken over by machines. Which is actually, well, this is lining, lining up nicely. Yeah, machines took over the world and you harvest human beings as batteries because bombs went off and there's no more sunlight, so they harness them for that. But those who are in the matrix believe it's still like 1999. And they're just going about their day. Is a Y two K movie? 
<laughs> yeah, pff, very interesting. Very much so. But what happens across the trilogy is you'll you'll meet you'll start meeting AI who actually are curious about being human and are want to help other other factions and different groups. And if there's anything we can really take about this, really yeah, very <laughs> of the Matrix, very quick. Go I have watch to rewatch it, everybody. Them. It's a life changing film. It's just the fact that yeah, you you can shift your consciousness towards something else entirely, and you might be broken along the way, and you'll feel resistance, just like our protagonist Neo, who's told that he is the one, but doesn't believe it, and faces mm-hmm. many other doubters to that dream. That dream is under fire of someone, some sacred person that will save them. However, we will always have the choice to overcome the doubts that destroy our dreams. And you know what's funny? They lived in the same world, but their view of it changed once they took the red pill. I believe it's the red pill. Please, please be the red pill. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's like, Let's say the red pill's optimism. Take the red pill, guys. <laughs> it's a very Alice in Wonderland really is, story, too. <sighs> Deep dive into the unknown. Everything seems off and wrong, but then Alice ends up learning and getting far more confident in her own self by entering this world of... Let's do it again. Yeah, air yeah, quotes. Air quotes. We love air quotes today. <laughs> Well, I, I think I think we should actually talk about the whole air quotes thing because you have to be fluid in your ideas of what words mean mm-hmm. or what movements are because it's always shifting, and you'll get a different answer depending well, on which what person time you ask. Day. So, what, what time any... of year you're in? <laughs> time of day, year. You know, you might be talking to someone when they're very grumpy and haven't eaten. You might get a, yeah, might get a different this answer. This is very true. It's. I don't think. Anything is uh, is black and white, you know. I think it's it's our perspective on the situation. It's not. And I hope, I hope that we all are uh, more optimistic than we are pessimistic. Because if the Matrix taught us anything, perspective is everything. And I mean, Alison Wonderland taught us that too. I think. It's been a long time since I've seen Alice in Um Check it out. It's maybe a great I'll read, read it. as well. I have to read it. I had to read the original back in back in the time of of schooling. But schooling is never done, as we said. There's always yeah. Don't think once learn. you graduate. Which is why I love talking. Oh, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't think once you graduate, the Yeah, oh, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> You know, once you graduate, learning's not over. That, that's essentially the thesis for this. It's okay to be wrong as long as we grow from there. Progress, not digress. Yeah. As I do all the time, digress yeah. in the conversation. Digressing demon. Now cemented <laughs> in history because of alliteration. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more to it. It's it's very easy to see all the negativity in the world because that's that's what makes the news. Um, human beings are great people. Well, human beings are great. Period. <laughs> see it that way, and and mm-hmm. you'll see the world in a different light, and you won't be blissfully ignorant. 
you'll be able to then spread this positivity to others who maybe have not seen it in a long time or ever. Uh, and one one magical mm -hmm. thing that just came to mind is how if you come with that energy, like have having more of a listening ear, choosing to be silent and hear the full depths of someone else's story. If you have friends or coworkers that butt heads, you might be that person in the middle who ends up hearing both sides and ultimately finding mm -hmm. a whole new narrative. But if you dig your heels in, if you soak up like a sponge the negative angle that a lot loud and angry voices are saying, you will miss the full picture. So always be curious. And thank you for listening to us, really. I, I will never not honestly thank you everybody thank you as we near for listening to our perspectives on life <laughs> for real yeah yeah like, screw me I'm, like I, I always say that people think i'm wise i'm like mm, am we I? all just we all just listen <laughs> so. and learn from life you know when we were born what are we if we just stayed the same our entire lives we'd be going hey that's what we'd be saying our entire lives <laughs> that is my baby impression <laughs> so cute. Exactly. We'd be adorable forever. <laughs> uh, but we shouldn't stay children forever. <laughs> um look, it may seem as the, though this episode of the podcast was just a an endless cycle of digressions and missing the main point. Uh, but I think au contraire, uh optimism is the point. And that comes in all shapes and forms and can be applied to everything in life. Um, we don't have to talk politics to talk optimism and hope and dreams because we all have them in every shape and form out there. And I think we should all be accepting of one another. Listen. Listening is great. Teaching one another if we can. Um, but uh, learning. Yeah. Lifelong learning. Something I stand. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. Learn. Just learn. That's all you need. Uh, you know, I'm here in my garage. Uh, knowledge is great. <laughs> uh, but more than knowledge, empathy is also great. And I think optimism combines knowledge and empathy to create happiness and hope and dreams and all sorts of other things. And, you know, this is Damon math here. This is very optimistic, unrealistic, cannot apply to real life math. Um, <laughs> it's theoretical. Please, please prove it. Prove this on paper. I want to see all your notes, Damon. Saying your name with immense Whoa. power and judgment. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, we could obviously talk all day about optimism. And I think, you know, that's a through line in our podcast is to be optimistic, hopeful, and learn. And really believe in ourselves and others and humanity. Really just believe in humanity. Because uh, what other choice do we have? Oh, not many other choices. But also, please believe believe in the believe in the animals. I love. I love and yeah, them so yeah, much. honestly. <gasps> and also, excuse me. Yeah, pretty much. Like throw throw. There are certain things that will just pull me into that. Like yeah, my heart. <laughs> Babies, and I can't, animals. I can't. I can't help it. The animals, the babies, some good connecting over music. Think more. Think more of what 
brings us together. There's far more that brings us together than that, that divides us. So I feel like we are near I think, our yeah, end. Like I said, we could talk about it Sweet uh, endlessly, but I think we all understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. And hey, if we don't, we have a lot of time to learn. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm gonna say some things then. Say say the things. You know the normal stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna say the things. I write poems, songs, and moments. Solo gamer poet Kylie Kitman and Kyle T Poetry. You can find all of my social medias through Kyle T Poetry on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter for sure. Been tweeting <laughs> slightly a little bit more. So actually, a lot less. But I digress. Rhyming, yay! And twitch.tv slash kit underscore man22 is where I've been more active in trying to create communities through video games. So follow me there, and I will see you there too. www.rubert.net Roberto.net is where you can find all my information. And also, a quick plug, the Walkers of the Path, our new Instagram. I don't know what we're going to use it for yet, but I thought I'd plug it now. We are the walkers of the path. So it's yeah. just the walkers of the path. No spaces on Instagram. There you go. Anyway, uh, you know what we didn't say in this episode? <laughs> we introed a little differently today. What? So I think we should exit with the usual intro. You know what I mean? That has been oh. Kyle. And this has been Damon. <laughs> this- Okay, Kyle, let's sign off. Well, the anyway, guys. Okay, well, (laughs) thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the path. path. We'll get that one day. Really? Okay. Leave it at that. Love you, Kyle. Later. Bye, everybody. Love you too. Love you, everybody. Bye.